Did you know that two simple actions on your part can drastically improve the survival chances for someone having a heart attack? We'll learn about those and other early heart attack care attributes today. You're listening to another episode of Living Well with Eisenhower Health. Healthcare as it should be. This is Living Well with Eisenhower Health. I'm Evo Terra, and today I'm joined by Lydia Vincent, a registered nurse and the Chest Pain Center Coordinator at Eisenhower Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Lydia. Hi, thanks for having me. This is a pleasure. So heart attacks aren't pleasurable. We all know that. And we shouldn't be joking about these things. Let's be serious as a heart attack. Let's start this conversation right here. How do we prevent a heart attack from happening? Well, there are some main ways to prevent a heart attack. First, maintaining a healthy diet is most important. A diet rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, healthy fats can reduce the risk of heart disease and other chronic conditions. Exercising is very important and improves cardiovascular health, reduces your blood pressure, and lowers cholesterol levels. Managing stress, which can be difficult in this day and time, but chronic stress contributes to the development of heart disease. So it's important to find healthy ways to manage stress, like meditation, yoga, or other relaxation techniques. Smoking, believe it or not, there's still a large amount of people that smoke in the United States, and that is a major risk factor for heart disease and other chronic conditions. So if you smoke, that's the number one thing that you can quit doing. Maintaining a healthy weight. So being overweight or obese increases your risk of heart disease and other health problems. And managing underlying health conditions. So if you know that you're already dealing with things like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, those are going to increase your risk. So keeping those conditions under control, and that can really only be done by lifestyle changes and if necessary, medication. All right. So based on what you said, I'm going to live forever. Great. I'm going to take that as gospel. We'll move on with that. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about early heart attack care. What is that and how can it help save lives? So early heart attack care, or we do call it EHAC in the Chest Pain Center accreditation through the American College of Cardiology. EHAC is what do we do if we as an individual are having symptoms of a heart attack or someone who is close to us is having symptoms of a heart attack. So it's important to recognize those symptoms early and respond to early warning signs of a potential heart attack. So part of what I do is going out into the community and teaching the community about the signs and symptoms of heart attacks. And so that EHEC program focuses on that public education within the community and why it's important to recognize the early signs of a heart attack and seek medical attention quickly. Individuals that receive timely and appropriate care can help restore blood flow to the heart and prevent further damage. So it's important to recognize the signs and symptoms you said. Correct. Um, what are these signs and symptoms? You have a traditional chest pain. That's the typical symptom that most people correlate with a heart attack. But there are other symptoms that you should also be aware of, such as shortness of breath, nausea or vomiting, sweating, lightheadedness or dizziness. And it's also very important to understand the difference of heart attack symptoms from, with men and women because the symptoms can vary between the two genders. Chest pain is the most common symptom of heart attack in both men and women, but women actually experience different or additional symptoms that are less common in men. So for example, women may experience symptoms such as the shortness of breath and nausea, vomiting, back pain, jaw pain, or unusual fatigue. 
And those things can be mistaken for other conditions. So it's very important to understand the symptoms so you don't ignore what could be going on with your heart. Got it. Great information. Good things to look out for. So let's say that I recognize that happening to, or someone recognized it happening to me. What are the steps that should be taken if you or someone suspects someone is having a heart attack? So first of all, it's important to seek medical attention. Call 911. Emergency medical attention as soon as possible is important. EMS providers, EMS emergency medical services, they can begin treatment and transport the person to the hospital quickly and safely. Typically, when you call 911, they will instruct you to chew and swallow a full-strength aspirin. If the person is not allergic, that can prevent blood clots from forming and improve blood flow to the heart. Rest and stay calm as exertion can worsen the symptoms of a heart attack. If the person's conscious, then provide them reassurance. Let the person know that help is on the way and just stay calm until EMS arrives. But if the person becomes unconscious, because that can happen if someone is having a massive heart attack, if they become unconscious and they're not breathing, then begin CPR immediately or cardiopulmonary resuscitation. If possible, if you're in an area that has an automated external defibrillator or AED to deliver an electric shock to the heart, then it's important to get the AED and utilize the AED as well. But then when EMS arrives, make sure you provide them with as much information as possible about the person's symptoms, medical history, and any medication they are taking. A couple of points I want to underline there. You said step one, call 911 which sounds like an obvious thing, but it's probably worth restating that again, that that is important to call 911. And the second thing I want to talk about a little bit further is these AED machines, these automated external defibrillators. I'm curious how using them continues or contributes to saving lives during these types of emergencies. Yeah, the use of an AED can significantly increase the chances of survival during a cardiac emergency. An AED, it's a portable device. It can analyze a person's heart rhythm and deliver a shock to restore a normal heartbeat if necessary. When a person experiences a sudden cardiac arrest, their heart often goes into an irregular rhythm called ventricular fibrillation or ventricular tachycardia. And those rhythms can quickly lead to death. So if it's not treated promptly, an AED can quickly identify this rhythm, deliver a shock to the heart, which can restore a normal heartbeat and improve blood flow to the body's vital organs. So by providing immediate treatment with an AED, bystanders can significantly increase the chance of survival for the person experiencing a cardiac emergency. In fact, there has been research that has shown that early defibrillation with an AED, when combined with CPR, can increase the survival rate from sudden cardiac arrest by up to 40%. Wow, that's pretty dramatic. Yeah. It's been a number of years since I was a Boy Scout and learned CPR. I don't know that in the X decades since that time, I still remember my skills. So can I still try to do CPR on someone if I don't know what I'm doing? Yes. So it's always ideal to have some level of training in CPR, but it's not always necessary to have that training if you're in an emergency situation. The most important thing is to act quickly and call 911 to get professional medical help on the way. If you are not trained in CPR, you can still perform chest compressions by pushing hard and fast in the center of the chest, which can help circulate blood to the vital organs. The American Heart Association recommends a compression rate of at least 100 to 120 compressions per minute, and each compression should be about two inches deep. So if you can remember to compress to the beat of staying alive, when I teach this to the community, I'll say, ah, 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 
uh, staying alive, then you'll be performing them at the correct rate. So we do go out to the community and teach them about hands-only CPR because we don't want anyone to hesitate giving chest compressions to someone who does not have a pulse. Very good advice. And yeah, what a great mnemonic device, staying alive. <laughs> that rhythm, which everyone can remember. <laughs> so you mentioned previously that when CPR and these AEDs are combined, it can have up to 40% increase in survival rates. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Correct. That's an amazing statistic. And so definitely, I see AEDs everywhere these days. It's hard to travel and not see one. It's good to know that those are there. And I can see why. With that sort of an increase, it is certainly better. Yeah, they're in a lot of public areas now. What I teach the community is to look for them so that you know where they are in your community. And a lot of communities even have them at their community gyms and in various areas in the communities. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So let's get to the last couple of questions here. Let's focus on the center itself. What is the purpose of the chest pain center, specifically the accreditation through the ACC? So the ACC chest pain center accreditation is designed to recognize hospitals that provide high quality care for patients with chest pain and other symptoms of acute coronary syndromes. The goal is to ensure that patients receive timely and appropriate care which can improve outcomes and reduce the risk of complications. So we have metrics that we try to meet for all of our chest pain patients or in patients that come in with symptoms of a heart attack. And so we look at that really closely with a fine-tooth comb to make sure that we're meeting those metrics. And if for some reason something got in the way, what do we need to do as an organization to make sure that doesn't happen again? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's also some opportunities that, that you've been involved with and the center's been involved with to interact with the community. Can you talk about those for a moment? Yes, we are very active in our community. We go out at least quarterly, but way more than that to the community centers. We talk about exactly this conversation that we're having today, early heart attack care. We take a mannequin with us and an AED, allow individuals in the community to come and try to see what it feels like to do chest compressions, allow them to listen to an AED. So that way, if they ever needed to utilize the AED, they wouldn't be intimidated by it so that they would understand that it gives slow, clear instructions. It's very simple to follow the instructions. So we just want to raise awareness and make sure that the community has that information. Oh, that's amazing. And I think we're going to save some lives with this information. Lydia, thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you. This was great. Once again, that was Lydia Vincent, a registered nurse and the chest pain center coordinator at Eisenhower Medical Center. For more information, you can go to eisenhowerhealth.org or email the Chest Pain Center directly at heart at emc.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social media channels, and you can also check out our full podcast library for other topics of interest to you. I'm Evo Terra. Thanks for listening to Living Well with Eisenhower Health, healthcare as it should be. <laughs>